a beautiful dream I hate to think it's all over I lost my heart it seems I've grown so used to you somehow Thought I'm nobody sugar daddy now And I'm alone, alone, lonesome I got the love sick blue
Pleasured myself to the image of Mrs. Buttersworth. She got me there like I was on the express A train. Bing, bang, boom. Talk about a river of ejaculate. A volume I had never seen in my lifetime. Now I know what the villagers of Pompeii felt like. Where they were rained down on hot lava. I was... I rained out on those villagers with frothy ejaculate. Ah, happy! Pump day! Pump day! Welcome to another fun-filled edition of the Arnie State Show. Hope you're doing good this morning. It is halfway through the work week. You're only going to be held hostage uh, for a couple more days, so you got that to look forward to. We got listener mail today. We didn't get to it yesterday because we had too many stories left over from Monday, the gold standard, and then Tuesday was more of the gold standard. The mail today is outrageously awesome, like it always is. So, I mean... Did I, do you realize what you get every morning? I mean, you get gold, people. Solid freaking gold. Oh, I did. Look, I woke up this morning uh, like two and a half hours before my alarm went off. Just because I couldn't sleep. Not because I was excited or anything. I just woke up. I said, well, hell with that. I put the show together, did all that. Went back, took a little nap. Put the old jokes up. Then came back. Looked at stuff, ready to go. Had an egg on toast today with uh, with my shotgun partner here, uh, Bubba. Bubba is rolling shotgun today. Dead ass asleep already on the couch. So we will get through it, and we have a lot to get to. Let us start first with good mornings. And the first one here. Oh, my lucky stars. The one and only bratty kid is in the house. Oh, my God. Where in the hell did that damn sound effect go? I, I just had... There it is. <laughs> a knee slapper! It's a knee slapper! <laughs> See, she makes jokes sometimes and will actually, while she's driving, in, in terrible jokes, and she'll reach across and she'll actually slap my knees saying... <laughs> a knee slapper! It's a knee slapper! <laughs> there you go. I hope you have a spectacular... Spectacular day today, Braddy Kid. Battleborn in Nebraska says happy hump day. Well, right back hump at you. Hump day. Uh, Derek is says good morning, ass family. Happy hump day. Hump day. Hump day. Ah, look at that, Christopher on the road in that plexiglass bulletproof bus that he delivers children in Fresno to school in. Be safe out there today, Christopher. Uh, Andrew says, oh man, this is a big one here. Um, well, Lodi freaking die! Yeah, it is. Hump day! Hump day! Hump day! Uh, Straight Fire says, ass hump day. Indeed. Swoosh says, morning, ass family. Happy hump day! And Kyle says, morning, y'all. Well, we've got a lot of stuff to get to today. But first, but first, our guy Chip, he wrote me. Uh, we have listener mail brought to you by JS Floors, like always. Chip emailed me late last night, 
yesterday said, hey, Arnie, I was wondering, can I get a birthday shout-out tomorrow? I turned the old age of 39. Let me just say, hey, Chip, fuck you. I turned 51 in two weeks, three weeks. I don't know. I, I, I haven't done the countdown in a while. In a while. Uh, I, too, love Hooters Wings. Too bad they are no longer here in Sacramento. Well, Chip, this is for you. Happy Chip. Happy See, look at that. Look you. at that. I mean, I do personalized birthday greetings as well. Uh, Alicia, good morning to you. I hope you are doing well. I'm going to tell you right now, uh, in the Lister Mail segment today, we do have uh, an Ask Arnie. And I, I got to say that <clears throat> as I was rehearsing this morning, the voice is a little shot today. There we go. Get some uh, Dr. Pepper Zero lubricant in there. That's right. Still drinking the Dr. Pepper Zero. Now get ready for this. You're going to poop your pants right now. Yesterday, went out to lunch. We wanted to go to Taco Casa, but because they're a bunch of cheap bastards and they ain't got enough people working there, the drive through line was insane. I didn't want to sit in a drive through line for an hour. So we ended up going to Waffle House. Now, now we broke our own rule. We went to the Waffle House in Rockwall, and that is by far the worst wa- ra- Waffle House in America. We get in there, and, and, and look, I'm a fat guy, so booze are tough for me, and the counter, that's usually a no-go. Well, I'm fat. I like to say I'm fat, but one of these gals, this, the one, main reason I hate this Waffle House is this big, fat cunt that works there. That's right, I said it. She's got to be tipping the scales around 700 pounds. I ain't lying. She could be on that 600-pound life show. And she's just a bitch, and she treats it. Somebody said something to her, she's like, what? And she's sitting at the only two chairs that are there. And it's always that way every time we go in there. So I went to Waffle House, got me some kind of, like, you know, hash brown bowl. Don't ever get a burger at Waffle House. Dear God, that's a hockey puck. But I'm sitting there, and they're like, would you like something to drink? And I looked over at their soda fountain, hoping that I would see either Dr. Pepper Zero or Dr. Pepper. Waffle House is a Coke establishment. So I said, and uh, I said, I'll have water. Holy shit! Mm-hmm. Holy shit! That's right. I, I, I had water with my meal. Holy shit! Mm-hmm. Because I, I don't like Diet Coke. If I'm going to have a soda that has sugar in it, I'm going to have a fucking Dr. Pepper. I don't want no Sprite. No root beer. So I said, water. Holy shit! Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I, I mean, that woman, that woman is beyond. That's a huge bitch. I mean, way. Uh, you, you could triple this. That's a huge bitch. That's a huge bitch. When you see that fucking, that, that just behemoth. Even Jabba the Hutt wouldn't fuck her. Um, as if you wouldn't be that big if you got the employee discount. <laughs> that is true. But see, I would make it to where I would just be eating hash browns all the time. Hash browns and eggs. They didn't have Mr. Pibb. I, I would turn down Mr. Pibb as well, but they didn't even have that. 
Brady Kid says, true story, almost passed out, so proud of you. Yeah, 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 wonderful. By the way, uh, my birthday is coming up, so I've already, uh, uh, September 17th, you, you should have that. By the way, fourth most popular birthday in America, because everybody wants to be like me. Um, but first, uh, let's see, so I've already requested the, uh, the Mackie Pro FX uh, 12 V3 professional board, because my board is shit to bed. Uh, if you'd like to send a fancy watch or something, that I'll take that. Um, uh, the the hydration water that I use, the liquid IV, they got all kind of flavors, but I can't find them. So I, I've tried the pineapple one. That one's pretty damn good. The tangerine is amazing. Lemon lime, delicious. Grape is the best. The, the Concord grape is by far the best. Strawberries, eh, okay. I want to try the pina colada. Oh, I've had the watermelon, too. The watermelon's not bad. But I need to try the pina colada, and there was another one that I need to try. So if you find little boxes of that, little, like, you know, like four-pack or whatever, and you want to send that to me, I'll take that. That's good shit right there. I, I, I like those. Maybe I can try one of those, like, Pedialyte ones that doesn't have as much sugar in it. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, all right, time to start the show, I guess. Uh, oh, wait, before I start the show, I do believe that there is something in listener mail about this. Uh, and we'll talk more about it then. Get me a watch. <laughs> you don't need strawberry, lemon, lime, or orange. No, I don't need any of those. Pina colada. Grape. Grape is the most important one. Because I'm out of grape. We can't find it nowhere around here. Uh, and th- there was another one. Shit, I, I ain't going to go on their website. So yesterday we binge watched The Seven Little Johnsons. No, it's not a weird porno. It's a show about little people because they don't like the word midget. Too bad. What are they going to do about it? I watched it for one reason and one reason only. That kid Jonah on the show. Boy, let me just tell you what. That forehead... Good God Almighty. He, he, he is a comic book villain. He, he really is. He, he looked like all of them look like thumbs. All their heads look like thumbs. But man, oh man. They had some exchange student from Finland in who was also a little person. That kid was weird. I mean, weird. We'll watch that. But like I said, we got more on that in listener mail. First things first, though, is Alec Baldwin is in the news again. Yeah, you know, Alec Baldwin is really, uh, I'm just going to say it, a gigantic piece of shit. I, I, I'm i going to break this because where where where, where is everything? Where, where is that? I, I just had it the other day. Come on now. There it is, finally. Well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. I would never point a gun at anyone and pull a trigger. Yeah, 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 you did. According to the FBI, the gun that was fired that killed Helena Hutchinson, the cinematographer, had the trigger had to be pulled. Well, Alec Baldwin has come out and says... Every single person on the set of Rust knows who's to blame for the death 
of Helena Hutchinson. Yes, the, the person to blame is the person that pulled the trigger. Well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull no, the trigger. Alec. No, no, no. I, I would never point Alec. a gun at anybody and pull a trigger at them. No. Alec. You can't argue with forensic science. Um, he is obviously uh, blaming the 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 gun coordinator, the 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 shooting coordinator, whatever that was called. Um, I know that every single person on the set of the film knows what happened, and the people who are talking loudest about what happened or speculating about what happened were not on the set of the film. Yes, the FBI, they were not on the set. They showed up, though, and tested the gun, and they said, you shot it. They're talking on and on about what if this and what if that and have dined out on this, and the thing they have in common is nobody was there. Everybody who were there, they know exactly what happened. They know exactly who to blame. Oh. Alec, Alec, look, I, I understand that you want to save your millions upon millions of dollars. Uh, you see, this is why you're going to get insurance money from the movie on this, and that the, the family's going to get it, and then they're going to sue you, and you're going to take a hit. And it, it's just, 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 it's just own up to it. Just own up to it. Say, hey, I pulled the trigger. That's all you. This is what I think people want from Alec Baldwin. Translation I'm a big Hollywood star, and if you ever want to work in this industry again, you'll agree with me, right? Got it, peasant? Yeah, Ogre, you're absolutely right. That's what he's saying. And this is why I say Alec Baldwin is a terrible parent. Because a good parent, especially when you have like eight kids like he does. Nine, with the one he called a little fat pig. You take responsibility for your actions. You become an example for your children. You say, hey, I made a mistake, and I'm going to have to pay for this. And it's going to cost me a lot of money. Because let, let, let's not kid ourselves. Alec Baldwin will not be charged with manslaughter. He will not be charged with any sort of crime. The civil case, though, he's going to have to own up to it. And he's not. He's already fighting it right here by doing all this stuff. And, and I know that's stupid for me to say is to be an example for your kids because I realize no Hollywood actor or actress will ever be an example for their children. The armor didn't even handle the gun. It was uh, assistant executive producer guy, uh, Dave, which still falls on Alec as the big boss on set. It's true. And like I said, Alec Baldwin's not going to see a day in jail. So he ain't going to have to worry about getting roughed up in the old shower. But your kids, you, 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 this is one of the most incredible teaching moments that you could have for your child. It's horrible. I, I'm not going to say it's not horrible. It's fucking terrible. Somebody died at your hands. You can blame the armor. You can blame the other producers. You can blame... The catering, the gun that was in your hands. The end. That's all. Like it or not, I, I'm sorry, I don't like it. But that is the truth. 
And I know, I know, Alec. I already know that... You can't handle the truth! No, no, you can't. It's sad, but true. You can't handle it. Why are they still not getting... Did Chicago stop counting the number of people that were shot this weekend? I'm still looking for it. Criminy sakes. They're like three weeks behind. Um, so there you go. You got that going. Uh, side headlines here. Uh, Madonna kisses two women as she's celebrating turning 64 amongst friends and family in Italy. Can, can we just stop with Madonna? Look, Madonna is turning into an uglier version of Donatella Versace. And if you do, you've never seen Donatella Versace, Google that, and, and Madonna's even uglier than that now. She's so just caked on with makeup. And by the way, all these new 4K screens and all these high-definition, boy, they are not doing any justice to anybody wearing makeup. Whew. If you watch Jersey Shore this season and Angelina's doing like uh, one of those uh, confessionals, boy, she she looks like she's like an Oompa Loompa. They got so much base and color on her. But Madonna, just stop. Just stop. Come on. Uh, Alec Baldwin, by the way, he also has blamed the media. I know, shocking. And I love that he's blaming this media that's out there. Because yesterday we have we have a great story coming out of the world of CBS. And this shows you the exact way the media now is presenting stories. Okay? CBS uh, anchor Nora O'Donnell tweeted that the FBI didn't have Donald Trump's passports after a Mar-a-Lago raid. And the truth of the matter is, is that for some reason, everything that was confiscated at Mar-a-Lago, three of the president's passports were taken. Now, they weren't in the, uh, the, the, the manifest for things to be taken. Conjuring is the devil's playground. V. Coop says, Alec, just do what Biden does. Blame Trump. Oh, well, he's blamed the media. The media, who Nora O'Donnell is a part of, she's one of the uh, the morning hosts of CBS This Morning, and she tweeted out the fact that the FBI didn't have Trump's passports. But she didn't say when Donald Trump got him back because the FBI actually did confiscate his passports they did give them back because they were wrong in taking those but she made it seem like the FBI never did take that you see this is this this little twist in journalism to where if you follow Nora O'Donnell and you hear that the FBI took the passports and she comes out and says they didn't have Trump's passports well, not at the time of your tweet, they didn't, but they did take them. You have once again lied to the American public. Now, I know that's a pastime of today's media that's out there. 
is to tell half-truths. Now, do you know what I call a half-truth? That's a fucking lie. CBS defended O'Donnell for a little while, claiming the Department of Justice source told them that the FBI was not in possession of the three passports, but they were actually returned Tuesday to Donald Trump as he slammed the seizure and the FBI raid on his home. <sighs> and, and, and this is the hard part now of living in America is because there are a lot of people that will, they, they don't follow the news like I follow the news, like I report here on the show. They believe in the news people. They believe. They have never been screwed over by the media. And as somebody who was allegedly in the media, I've had my fair share being screwed over by said media, whether it's print or television or even radio. Um, true story here about being screwed over. When the Boston bombing had, I have a passport, and I don't need three. Uh, three passports, that, that is for, like, uh, other countries. Some countries need special passports, from what I understand, and that's why people have multiple. It's not unusual for people to have multiple passports. I heard a conspiracy theory that this was a all a trap by Trump. He had someone tip the FBI so they would come and take a bunch of worthless con- documents Make it look like government overreach and use that to gain sympathy to run for president. I heard that too. Uh, your ass says, nor would I be able to get three passports. V. Coop says, I have three passports. So like I said, it happens. I'm not going to be a I don't even have one passport anymore. Where the fuck am I going to go? But this is the way the media works. And I had something happen to me personally when I was on a morning show. Uh, One is personal, one is international. He said one was expired. Okay. When the Boston Marathon bombing happened, we were on the air. And we watched it happen. And there was terribleness in there. And I, I, I told a joke in there somewhere, not about the bombing, but I made people laugh. Because my job, and let me just tell you, when I went to work, I did my fucking job. My job was to create levity within pretty much any situation. That was my job. Well, there was another radio person in town who was on in the mornings as well, and they were getting the shit kicked out of them by us. So they decided to record our show and said that I made fun of someone who got hurt at the Boston bombing. Now, they recorded it, and they cut stuff together, and they sent it to uh, one of the trade magazines on their website, and they played it. And they played it on their show, too, which is, by the way, you can't do. You cannot play another radio show on your show unless you have that other show's permission. They didn't have that. So that was big strike one against uh, uh, somebody named uh, Don Geronimo, 
the big piece of shit that he is. Someone at one time I actually did admire. And from there, it went a little wild because All Access, the magazine that put it on their website, decided, hey, we're going to share this with a Boston television station. And then it got out of hand a little bit. Not as bad as the transgender thing did. But it, it got bad where there was former, a guy that worked with us, Paul Marshall, who's from Boston. And, and he came out and said, oh, they're good kids, but sometimes they go too far. I'm like, good kid, I'm two years younger than you, fuckface. Don Geronimo's still a piece of shit today. Yeah. Well, the version that Don Geronimo sent All Access and that was played on Boston television was not what I said because we have tapes. We record every show. And the general manager from every radio station that we were on, and at that time it was five, requested our tapes. We gladly gave them over. I received four phone calls that weekend, four of the five GMs. The other GM was ours, and he already had given me my, my stamp of approval. Four of them called me on the weekend to reassure me I did nothing wrong which I knew I didn't do. And that piece of shit, uh, Don Geronimo, had to publicly apologize to us, and he did, like the little scalded dog that he was. And after that, Don Geronimo's career in Sacramento was over. Now, I don't wish bad things on people in radio unless they're competing with me, and it's not that bad. But when you fuck with me like that, I want nothing but the worst for you. Nothing but the worst. And I was was even suspended from work for a day. Never got that payback. That's okay, though. You know, it gives me stories. It gives me ways to show you how the media will run with something before they do any kind of actual research. To me... When you guys send me breaking news stories and I don't do them right away, I'm trying to find at least two or three more sources. Everybody, like, like I got a couple emails uh, last week when the report of Colin Kaepernick to the Browns is coming out, and somebody's like, how come you haven't talked about this? I'm like, because it didn't happen. Well, I saw a website. It, you saw a website. Okay? It, it, it was not confirmed on any websites. And media used to do that. Some still do. Some still get a second source. It's better to get a second, third, and fourth source, but just get a second source. Some don't. Some will just run with the story because they think they're going to break something. Uh, Let's see. um, Morning, Arnie. I remember that guy didn't get, uh, didn't he get fired over when the truth came out? Yeah, after his apology, they pretty much uh, let him go. Well, he had a lot, had a lot of time on his contract, so they just moved him to another market. I believe it was Panama City, Florida, and then he left. And this is how Lizardmen Pizza Red Shoes Clintons happens. Yes, I, I mean, look, I've jumped down that rabbit hole a little bit, ogre. And the whole red shoes, pizza, design, 
about pedophiles. Now, look here. Look here. There's an interesting story, if you can read it, if you can find it, if you want to, when it comes to that kind of stuff. And it was a story uh, from the 70s. A fellow by the name of Hunter S. Thompson, uh, who was a writer for Rolling Stone at the time. Johnny Depp did a movie about him called Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. And... I don't know. He, he was he was an independent journalist, so he worked for a lot of people. So they sent him to Florida. And in the 70s, he reported about rich families that were into all kind of weird sexual fetishes, which included children and animals and things like that. And he wrote about that in the 70s. Now, do I think there's a secret society out there? Sure. Why not? Illuminati, you want to call them. You want to call them the Red Shoes. You want to call them the, the, the Pizza Diaries. Call them whatever. Look, look, I don't have time for it. And believe me, I have plenty of time for anything. I ain't got time for that. I don't want to jump down any rabbit holes like that because it's gross. I've read the story about Macaulay Culkin talking to these guys, seeing the red shoes, saying that was once, you know, a girl that he knew, all this kind of shit. <sighs> yeah, look, here's the thing. It's never going to affect me on either level, so I'm not going to look into it. Do I think weird sexual fetishes happen with rich people? Absolutely. When you get so much money and you don't have to work anymore and you got nothing but time on your hands, look at Howard Hughes back in the fucking 20s. Howard Hughes collected his own fucking pee. The guy was a nutbag. Uh, let's see. People will believe not necessarily what the media tells them, but will believe what they want to believe based on sketches by the media. And the media rolls with it, and it snowballs into perceived truth regarding humanity, uh, I'll ape what Joe said. Oh, what a stupid son of a bitch. Yes. Yes, indeed. Joe Biden. That's Joe Brandon. I agree. What a stupid son of a bitch. By the way, he's on vacation again. The, 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 I, I, I want, the, you know what? Being the president of the United States seems like a pretty cool job now. For a long time, I didn't want it. But, man, you get a ton of vacation. Think about it. Joe had COVID. He came back, well, tested positive again. There was 10 days that he didn't have to do presidential shit. And people can say, well, he was working. He's not the president, okay? He just got to sit around. He didn't have to do any media. So then, as soon as he gets released, whoa, lo and behold, I'm going to talk about this bill that I want to be signing, and I'm going to South Carolina to stay in a $10 million house, which he did. By the way, the president should stay in places like that. I don't have a problem with him staying at a $10 million house. He's the president. He should have some nice things around him. Or, I'm sorry, he is the, the paper president, if you will. So he gets done with that, flies back to Washington yesterday, signs this new fucking terrible 73 or $793 billion uh Inflation Reduction Act, which, by the way, Joe Manchin came out and said it's not going to work. Why'd you agree to it then, dickface? Signed the bill and then got back on Air Force One, and now he's taking a few days off in Delaware. Man. 
Well, poor old Jilly Jill has COVID. Fuck you, Jill. Yep. You're a horrible fucking woman. This is why everybody hates you, Jill. This kind of shit. I'm still confused on the passports. Doesn't an international passport include personal? And this has nothing to do with my family. Okay, hold on. Let's look this up. All right. I mean... You can have as many citizenships as you want, uh, but you may need to have, well, it's up to you. Four passports are usually sufficient. However, for some people, two or three will suffice. Now, uh, are three citizenships allowed? The U.S. does allow for triple citizenship and does not require naturalized U.S. citizens. Uh, let's see, is having three. It is, uh, is it illegal to have three ports if your nation does not allow dual citizenship or stuff? which the U.S. does. What's the maximum number of passports you can have? In general, there is no limit to how many you can have. Uh, let's see. Uh, what is the best passport in the world? Japan has the world's most powerful passport, providing hassle-free entry to 193 countries. Just one country short, Singapore and South Korea are tied in second place. So you need different passports to get into different countries. Maybe they don't accept the American passport. Uh, Let's see. Um, uh, Korea is the only nation in the world that U.S. citizens are banned from visiting by the government. Uh, You can't have a passport there, but you can have a passport to different countries. uh, So weird, but thank you. Okay, there we go. We got the passport thing all settled. Uh, Ogre, that's because their media is propaganda puppets. Fuck. Look at all the assholes that motherfucked us healthcare workers for not getting a jab two and a half years ago. And now the CDC makes changes in recommendations and hospitals are having to pay for firing us. And by the way, the hospital should have to pay for firing you. You shouldn't have been fired. It's horse shit. So many people were happy that we lost our jobs and wished death upon us for not getting it. People like that are disgusting and have no place in society to me. Have no place in society to me. You're absolutely right. That was to me, honestly. Like if I look back on all of COVID, hold on a second. Let, let me let, let me find the. That's about enough music there. Um. Do you not remember how, and it wasn't Trump, it was other politicians who, when when COVID first happened, man, healthcare workers were being applauded. People were bringing them food. People were doing all this kind of stuff, thanking them for their service, and rightfully so. They were on the front fucking line. And then all of a sudden, January 21st, 2022, the world shifted on these people who took care of you. And it was disgusting. It was awful. Now, look, I got a shot. I did. Why? Because at that time, we were, we, I, it, if I wanted to travel, if I wanted to go anywhere, I had to have that. So I did it. I never got the boosters. I didn't do any of that stuff. I'm mad that I even got the shot because it turns out, like, I don't know if I had COVID at all during that run. I'm sure I did. 
because once again, let's let let's go back in time. People that got COVID, only like three percent of people who got COVID got the symptoms and were sick. So you could test positive for it and not have anything wrong with you. Yeah, you had to stay home. You had to do all that kind of stuff, all that bullshit, which by the CDC now says, no, you don't have to do that, vaccinated or unvaccinated. But you play. I I, I played by their rules, I did, and, and I did not. I said you can get it either way. If you get the shot, great. If you don't get the shot, great. You're still my friend. I didn't have any restrictions on people coming over. You can only come over if you have the COVID vaccine. No. Uh, I got the damn shot also, and I wish I didn't. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed COVID. I'll never be able to take that many private Southwest flights again. Uh, Ogre says it's a synopsis of stupidity. They have passport cards and books. If you've traveled a lot and your passport is filled, you'll need more space for passport stamps. Um, I am part of the class action lawsuit against Kaiser. I hope they fucking bleed. Yeah. Yeah, look, they are. This is all. I, I'm glad COVID is over. It, it is. I, I'm, I'm not going to. I'm not going to think about it anymore. I'm not going to think, by the way, when that story came out about the 35 people infected in China. Uh, with this new thing that kills 75% of the people that get it. That story came and went because Americans are like, no. No. Americans have had it. Look at the look at what it's done to the American children. Now I'm no fan of kids by any means of the imagination. But it actually made American kids dumber. And I've said this the entire time and I will I will die on this hill. What happened to Americans during COVID was the most anti-American thing that's ever happened in this country. Even more so than Japan attacking Pearl Harbor or terrorists attacking 9-11. Why? Because they stopped us. We're a free society. We're a free country. This is why other countries hate us is because we have the freedoms to do whatever the fuck we want to do as long as it doesn't infringe on someone else's rights. And they said, no, you can't open your business. No, you can't go to school. No, you can't go shopping at the mall. The only place that COVID doesn't affect is grocery stores, Costco and Sam's, and airports. which I'm still trying to figure out today. You know how they say when you get older, you get wiser? I still haven't figured that one out. Oh, I I did figure it out. It's totally about control and wanting to control you and wanting to get certain somebody out of office. Hmm. Let's see. The bell, we didn't have restrictions. We don't allow people over without COVID stay away. The hell we don't have it. Uh, you'd be surprised how many idiots came into the ER to get tested for it. Fuck you people that do this. I hate you. 
relax and recoup at home. It's a regular virus, you assholes. And they always say, I can't imagine what this would be like if I didn't get the shot. I hate these people so much. Isn't it funny now that COVID's still going around? And all the people who didn't get vaccinated still aren't getting it. Yet the people that have been vaccinated and have received booster upon booster. I believe Dr. Jill had two or three of the booster shots. And left left his protest. Don't forget, COVID doesn't go there. Uh, Alicia's bedside manner is spot on. Yeah, it is. It really is. Fuck you. <laughs> I want to get a COVID test. Fuck you. Oh, man, I wish you'd be able to say something like that. That'd be awesome. It didn't affect the BLM riots. That's right. Mostly peaceful protests. They were not riots. Yeah. Uh, I just tested positive again after seven weeks. I boosted. There you go. I, I I find it funny as hell to watch this all now. And there are people that, that get the boosters that have to because they have jobs that are forcing them to do it. And it, it truly, it, but, but my favorite, 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 favorite part happened just what? A few months ago. When the Supreme Court got rid, <laughs> I just got this text. Uh, my old lady's brother is quadruple vaxxed and has gotten COVID twice. Jesus. Um, Zach, I don't know who takes more vacation, Biden or them, but hey, it, it's good when they're gone. My favorite part of this is when the Supreme Court came out and they said, no, Roe v. Wade is no longer right, and everybody lost their minds. And a majority of the people that lost their minds were the ones telling you to get that shot. The government says to get that shot, you better motherfucking get that shot. And I roll out the simple, well, you're mad about abortion because you said it's your body, your choice. And the left, this is this is what's so great about the left, is that and the media just sits back and does nothing. Oh, it's different. Okay, how? How is it different? I'm still waiting for somebody to tell me. Please tell me how an invasive shot that the government forces on you, but you don't want to get it. And you say, uh, my body, my choice. But you get knocked up, and you want to you fucking scrape the kid out of you with a putty knife. And you say, how dare the government tells me what to do with my body? Huh? What? Stone Cold Steve Austin would say, what? What? Ogre, the only good thing about the mask wearing that we still have to use is those idiots don't see my facial expressions. <laughs> Stackar, stop getting it. Doesn't do shit. We stopped testing in our facility. I'm pretty sure this cold I have intact, the new strain, I average one COVID uh, point a day and have to wear my N95 and garbage bag, uh, garbage bag garbs going into their rooms. Yeah, look. 
don't do it. Don't don't do it, people. Don't get any more shots. Um, okay. Uh, let's do this story. I know I got a lot of parents out there. A lot, lot of parents out there. Uh, parents now, Jen. A 43-year-old mom, shockingly based out of Florida, says that sleepovers are an absolute no-go for her nine kids. Nine kids. Jesus, take it in the ass once in a while. Um, They're a no-go until the kids get over the age of 16. The matriarch, the mother, whose kids range from 3 to 21, fear that her kids will be exposed to online pornography and violence, as well as predators on social media and even in person if they're sleeping outside of their own home. Hey, hey, uh, Jen, Jen Hoskins. I am going to be the bearer of the worst news you've ever heard in your life. You're worried about your kids under the age of 16. They're going to be already exposed to online pornography. They're already going to be exposed to violence and predators. I don't know. Maybe social media, you can keep them safe. Florida mom sounds like a dugger. No shit. Wow, look at that. Rachel Bilson jokes she misses ex-boyfriend Bill Hader's big dick. All right. Stone Cold is an abortion doctor. You want an abortion? What? Another abortion? What? Maybe have a beer? What? And a second beer? What? Drop a suplex on me? What? Have an abortion? What? Maybe another abortion? What? And then he gives her the stunner. The Stone Cold abortion is that kick to the gut. And he drops them on that stack of dimes they call a neck. Why, I, I, this, this to me are these helicopter parents that are out there that have to be in every single part of their kid's life. Mom, Dad, up in heaven, I want to say something to you. Thank you for teaching me about independence. Thank you for not hovering over me every fucking second of the day. Like I was that. You, 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 these parents now, they, they, they coddle over their kids as if it's a fucking Rembrandt or something. And these are the same parents that will leave kids in hot cars. Yes, your kids are very important because, because A, they're your kids, they're your flesh and blood. And secondly, you're responsible. Mm. For this mom, here's my suggestion. Walk around naked and it'll make your kids not want to look at porn if they think all women's bodies look like that. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, by the way, I will I will say this right now. I do not know this woman, but... Ah, guarantee. Her, her kids range from th- the... Three to 21. I'm going to say it right now. Maybe not the three-year-old. 
but I bet that every one of them kids got a goddamn cell phone. And by the way, by the way, by the way, these kids know how to work the phones better than you do. It's an old standing joke, but it's always been true. Younger people know the technology more so than the parents, i.e., my father versus the VCR. My father used to use a hammer to try to get out stuck VCR. By the way, kids, a VCR is what it, that's how we used to record our shows before uh, TiVo and, and, and recording devices in there. I knew how to get the, the tape out without using a hammer, but it was so entertaining to me. <laughs> to watch my dad hit a VCR with a hammer and fail at it that I gladly paid for a new VCR just for the simple fact that if he's going to wake me up on a Saturday morning at 7 o'clock in the morning by hammering a fucking VCR tape out, I'm going to let him destroy the VCR. I, I just am. These kids know how to get around parental lock. You want to, I, here, here you go. I'll tell you real quick. Psst. All you worried parents, come on around close. All I got to put a dip in. If you don't want your kids to get around the parental locks, then don't have things in your house that need parental locks. Well, 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 well how am I going to watch HBO? What's more important? You watching HBO or your child not being exposed to predators and wieners and things like that. You see, you can't have it both ways. Worst case scenario, doesn't, but at least you don't have to be clothed in this hot-ass weather. Never mind counseling they'll need afterwards. <laughs> oh, I miss your dad. He was a great guy, RIP. Thank you, Mage of Consent. I miss him so much. So much. God almighty, he was funny. Kids today are weak because they never had a re-spool a cassette with a pencil. Oh, Jesus. That was the worst. Man, because we would spend a lot of time putting mixtapes together as kids. You see, kids, you have it so easy today. Your mixtapes consent of a point and click. You could put together a play, and by the way, a mixtape is nothing more than your own personal playlist, which you can put together. I do it every night for the show. I put a playlist together, and it takes me anywhere between two minutes and five minutes, and that's about 14 songs I put together. Back in the old days, that's going to be at least a 30-minute process due to the fact that I have to hear every one of those fucking songs all the way through to make said mixtape. You fucking pussies. Because nowadays, don't comprehend putting a tape recorder next to the TV speaker to get music from the TV. Oh, and that was the worst, because you would skip out on so many generations. It sounded like garbage. You had that... In the background. (laughs) 
I remember one time I was taking a trip down to Austin. We were going down to see my cousins, my uncle down there. And uh, I remember I had done that with my boom box. I had a boom box. And I recorded like like two wrestling shows. And the whole way down to Austin, I just listened to the wrestling shows. But you could hear the, the generations that had been just lost due to the recording. It sounded terrible, but I, I got to listen to the Kevin Von Erich Chris Adams cage match. That was funny. That was funny. Uh, let's see. Radio is all computer now. Kids will never know about carts for ads. Oh, the eight tracks for carts. By the way, uh, I want to send a shout out uh, to a good guy, a guy who I actually liked, and I like everybody on that show, um, Ian from uh, that damn show on 98 Rock in Sacramento. Uh, I heard that he was let go yesterday from that damn show. He he's a good guy, very and and and, and super nice, super friendly, always uh, a, a gentleman to me, always very friendly to me. Along with Mikey and Stroke, and of course, Lara, who you're welcome for your radio career, Lara. Uh, but yeah, they let him go. They, they said it's due to budget constraints, even though they just opened up a brand new building. Well, I can see through that. And they ain't going to fire Lara because she's pregnant. So remember when high speed cassette to cassette dubbing came out? Oh, that was a godsend copying a cassette in like 20 minutes instead of 50. And you could hear the singer in high-speed chipmunk voice. I remember the coolest ones, though, were the players that you could skip to the next song. Like, if you got tired of one of your mixtape songs and you didn't want to hear it anymore, you could fast-forward and it would automatically stop on the beginning of the next song. Oh, I only had friends that had that because I had... I, I didn't have a Walkman until my first year in radio, and I had to use that because they didn't have it... Yeah, uh, let me let me first let me say I had a Tom Thumb cassette radio player. It cost seventeen dollars. That was my initial. I even at one time, and I didn't like these, but I had the headphones that had the radio station on the side dial, and the other one was the volume. I had those. And the only reason why I had a Walkman when I worked in radio is when when I became Arnie the intern, I needed to be able to listen to the live show. I was in the studio, but I couldn't hear, like, the sound effects or anything. It wasn't like WKRP, where you can talk and hear sound effects and music coming back because it would have been nothing but feedback. And one of my first checks, I went out and bought one of them cool, sport, yellow, cassette, and radio, digital, digital radio. Well, I tell you what, man, the world changed when radio became digitally found. Not that old knob where you're trying to stop it, you know, between 100 and 102. Oh, no, it was digital. And I had, I had to listen to that during the show. For, for callers and stuff. And I left it in my locker at work. The first weekend I left it in my locker at work, somebody stole it. So I had to dig out the old $17 Tom Thumb Walkman that the cassette player didn't work anymore, but the radio at least did. Fuck these kids and their streaming music. But, you know, buy my streaming music. Yes, Ogre, we know. 
Oh, I, I mean, it's so easy now. I remember, gosh, technology has done wonders for the musical industry. It, it, it's killed radio. And that's the sad part. Technology killed radio. Little thing called the internet said, hey, radio, fuck off. I mean, let, let, let me explain to you the way radio used to be. Radio used to be the internet. Even more so than TV. Uh, wait, they let him go, yet that company has been doing listener events a lot this year. Budget my ass. Yeah, let as somebody who has fallen to quote unquote budget cuts, budget cuts is the easy way to say we don't like you and we don't have a reason to fire you, but we don't want you here anymore. Or, hey, somebody's pressuring us to let you go. And if we don't let you go, then they're going to go and they generate a lot of money for us. For example, but man, oh man, we used to be. Because we had we, we had a ticker from the AP. And the rule of thumb was, and I and I believe I started my career in TV. I wanted to be a sportscaster. I wanted to be a sportscaster more than anything. So I studied and studied and studied it. And then I became I fell in love with news in general. And that's why I don't do just a sports show anymore. When I did just a sports show, it was boring. Now, I could do a wrestling-only show, and that show would not be boring. That show would kick ass. Uh, mm Mm-hmm. But we would have an AP computer, the Associated Press. And if there were breaking stories, i.e. Oklahoma City bombing, I was on the air for that, too. I've I've been on the air for a lot. I have a lot of alibis for terrorist events. But uh, I was on the air for the Oklahoma City bomb. I was in Reno. I was Arnie the. I was not Arnie the intern then. I I had progressed. The internet was uh, probably about three months away. And the rule of thumb that we had in the building was go check the AP wire every ten minutes or so. You get a long enough song, you run down there. You make sure you know. Buildings aren't on fire and things, and and then we would get it, and we would report it immediately. We'd stop music. It'd be like it, it's like th- this is why I always still do the. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story, and I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Yeah, I mean, I, I, look, we would stop things, and we stopped the music. I want to say it was an Alice in Chains song that was on. I can't remember, like, things I did yesterday, but going back in my early radio career, I remember it so vividly. We got in trouble once um, when we were a country station when I was Arnie the intern. I remember I went out to get breakfast for the morning show because that was one of my jobs. I didn't have to pay for it. They'd pay it, and I'd, I'd go get it. But we got in trouble because we played a song 30 minutes too early. See, record companies, record companies, they love the internet, but they hate it as well because they used to control when songs could come out. And we got the CD in the night before, 
and that's when this artist was probably one of the hottest artists in the country, country-wise. And I'll never forget, I was driving back. I went and got us burgers from the Awful Awful in downtown Reno. Because we didn't go there that often. But I called them up, said who we were. They said, okay, come in. And I went down there, picked it up. And I'm driving back. And I remember here the, the two guys I work with say, okay, world premiere time. We have this brand new song from Tim McGraw. I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. We played that song. Hit kicking New Country K-Hit 104.5 in Reno, Nevada was the first first radio station in the entire world to play that song. And we got a hateful fucking letter from the record company. And the next time that Mr. McGraw came through town, we received zero tickets to give away. That was our punishment. And I find it funny that we got punished for it because here we are promoting your artist. And the way we got caught was the other country station in town, which was what we call the heritage. That means the older country station. uh, Cable. And that fucking piece of trash, J.J. Christie. Oh, you want to talk about somebody? I, I mean, this guy. He has all three major kinds of retardation. Oh, absolutely. Uh-oh, retard alert. Retard alert. That, was, that, was, that would have been his door, doorbell. I work with retards. That's everybody said about it. He heard about it. He got so mad that they called, I think it was Curb Records back in the day, and that's what happened to us. Mm-hmm. It's the irony of technology. I got back into guitars and shit and went, wow, it's so easy to record and release your own stuff. Now this is great. And then saw that 10 zillion other middle-aged assholes were doing the same thing as this middle-aged asshole. So it's almost a hobby at this point. I'm going to see if I can pull all my future music releases out uh, there for free on Spotify and Apple and whatnot. Worst case, I do myself uh, just for YouTube. At least you can hear the whole album for free. And look, SoundCloud, I I house all my shows on SoundCloud, and I do that for a reason, is because they have servers on top of servers on top of servers. SoundCloud is is used by, and and a lot of people, that's how Post Malone got broke, was on SoundCloud. And his four-minute song is a lot easier to download than a a three-and-a-half-hour show that I've done. And a lot of artists are getting broke that way. And by the way, record companies hate it. Record companies are just a hateful group. Ages ago when I worked at a mall uh, bookstore chain, we were given explicit orders not to release books early, especially big-name writers like Stephen King. My boss would go undercover to another bookstore and narc them out when they would release a day or two early. That store got into so much trouble with the publishers, they almost went out of business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's funny to see how all these industries used to be like that and how the Internet has crushed them. 
I mean, the reason why Deadpool got made was because Ryan Reynolds, quote unquote, well, not he won't ever admit to it, but he leaked a portion of Deadpool. And the response online was overwhelming, and the production company said, okay, we'll make the movie now. That's exactly how that happened. It's truly amazing to see how the world has changed with the computer. For the better, and, and for, I'll say it, for the worst as well. I mean, we'd be lost without the Internet today. We've had the Internet so long we rely on it. Think about, it. Think about how different your life was before you even had a cell phone. I'm not talking smartphone. I'm talking about a cell phone. You remember back in the day when we first had cell phones? You hated getting text messages. You're like, I got a phone for Christ's sake if you want to reach out. And it slowly changed. And now hardly anybody ever calls anybody anymore. They just text one another. Then you think about, oh, my God, smartphone technology and the Internet. Cell phones came out, then the Internet came out, and somebody said, hey, chocolate, peanut butter, let's put them together. That company was Apple. Samsung was right behind them and said, hey, wait a second. We need to have a phone and a computer all together, and you can take it anywhere you want. Funny story, we went to Verizon yesterday because we thought we had an upgrade. And you remember upgrades used to mean you could turn your phone in and you get a new phone. And everything was good. Contract still in place. You might have to sign a little longer contract, but nothing, nothing big. So I have a, 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 not an old, old iPhone. My mine's like two or three generations old. Whatever. Fourteen's coming out in a month. I think I have like an eleven or a twelve. I have an eleven. So we went to Verizon yesterday, and this, uh, whew. This manly gal, whew. I, I was waiting for, I, I, I said, thank you, ma'am. How are you today? Because I say ma'am and it, to anybody because I try to be polite when I'm out in public until you piss me off. I, she didn't say, oh, my pronouns are this. But I, I know that looking at this person, I was like, yeah, this is going to be a fucking pronoun Nazi. I don't care. But, yeah, I mean, we, we had an upgrade, but, no, it's going to add money to your bill. And then, oh, this is my favorite new racket now because you don't want to break the glass, the the glass on the phone. So you got these screen protectors. Do you know how much screen protectors are? I had no idea. A screen protector costs 60 fucking dollars. You can tell my voice is fucking hammered today. Boy, singing in the next segment is going to be tough, but I'm going to do it. Sixty fucking dollars. Needless to say, we did not upgrade my phone yesterday. Uh, Sassy Pammy, good morning to you. Uh, Text messages have been an absolute blessing to me. I hate all the useless, how are you doing, chit-chat. I'm totally get-to-the-point person, and texts are perfect. That's what texts have done. Um, all right, let's see. Uh, let's save some of these stories. Oh, I got to play you this before I do the last story of this segment. Let's see. Uh, let me move this later. I got to write this down. Otherwise, I'll forget it. All right, that's written down. 
Kristen Chenoweth, we talked about this yesterday. And by the way, we're going into Celebrity Ass Deathmatch, one of the two that V. Coop sent out, and this is going to be fun today. Oh, infomercials. Oh, it's fantastic. Uh, damn, you made us sound H-E-L-L-A old. No, I didn't. I Look, I'm just bitching that fucking the glass on a cell phone, the, the protective glass is 60 fucking dollars. Kristen Chenoweth was recently on the Family Feud. They did one of these celebrity family feuds. And she said she had a crazy answer. Here we go. Steve Harvey, take it away, brother. Anytime. We asked 100 women, after the lips, what's your favorite part of a man to kiss? Kristen. Rhymes with <laughs> She just said it rhymes with heinous. Now, now, as a, a family feud aficionado, that is the answer you would have to give, and that will not be on the board. She just should have said, his anus. Goodness. <laughs> wow. Wow. Right out the gate. <laughs> right out the gate. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm a good Christian girl. Forgive me. <laughs> it rhymes with it. Oh. Oh. Uh, I'm going to say cheek. A cheek. Yeah. Cheek. I guess Wiener is cheek right with number two. Young lady. You stay right over there, young lady. I will. I will. Nicest okay, woman yeah. I've ever met. Kristen Chenoweth has a huge... She should be on that midget show with her forehead. And by the way... Hey, everybody, it's Steve Harvey. Um, no, she's not single. She has a husband, and, and she is a proud gal from a proud place. You're doing fine, Oklahoma, Oklahoma. Once again, we haven't done it yet this week. It is time for Celebrity Celebrity Today, Today, we will be doing the greatest infomercials of all time. The Mount Rushmore of infomercials. If you've seen it on TV and you wanted to buy it, I don't blame you at all. Let's get it on! All right. Ask family, here we go. In our first matchup, we have two heavyweights in the info world. First one is the clapper. Clap on, clap off. The clapper. And it is taking on... Life alert. Help, I've fallen and I can't get up. Life alert, which was featured in the second to last Better Call Saul with Carol Burnett. Life alert versus the clapper. 
ass family. <laughs> Who you got? Clapper. The Clapper moves on. In our next category, we have of infomercial wars. We have those wonderful folks from Weight Watchers. Whether it's the food they send you or the card number system, the good folks at or WW as they're called now, taking on every every fat female DJ in America had an endorsement deal with this company, and it went on to TV. Nutrisystem. Weight Watchers versus Nutrisystem. Ask family who you got. Woo! system weight watchers has taken them down oh these are so fast v coop you did a great job with i i only changed one it's not coming up yet it's in the next one but here we go how about this revolutionary new gadget which meant you don't have to go to the fucking gym anymore We have the device that will tone your arms like nothing else, the shake weight, even though it looks like you're giving a hand job. The shake weight taking on Bowflex. (laughs) The at-home, how many fucking Bowflexes are covered in dust today? The Bowflex versus the shake weight. Ask family, who you got? Phenomena. Phenomena. 
Manamana. Before we find out who is on the actual mountain, I give you a product that has revolutionized the way you cut up food. Ladies and gentlemen, you probably saw it at a state fair in the food department first, and then it got an infomercial. I give you the slap chop. You put your thing in there, you just pound down on it a few times. The slap chop. Taking on... An OG of the infomercial world, the Ginsu Knife Collection. The Ginsus could cut through a can and then easily slice through a tomato. Ginsu versus Slap Chop. Ask family who you got. Had the Ginsus. Now, Ogre, hold on. Ogre, did you did you cut through a can? It's close. OG moves on. Ginsu moves on. I wanted to, but my parents was like, smack, don't do stupid shit, you retard. Oh, man. Oh, the Ginsu. I always I wanted my parents. I either wanted the Ginsu knives or the Franklin Mitt Confederate uh, chessboard, where it was the North versus the South. I got neither one. All right. Now, we have to find out who goes up on the mountain ass family. Are you ready? Our first matchup is clap on, clap off, the clapper taking on Weight Watchers. Weight Watchers versus the clapper ass family. I ask you the question who you got?
we have a winner. Oh, looky there, the clapper. The clapper has made the Mount Rushmore of infomercials. Where it will go up against one of these two heavyweights right here. We have the <laughs> the oral copulation trainer, also known as the shake weight, taking on those wonderful knives produced probably somewhere in Detroit, but they said they were made in Japan. The Ginsu Knife Collection. Shake weight versus Ginsu as family. Charles, good morning, my friend. Congratulations. Uh, ask family between shake weight and Ginsu. Who you got? But wait, if you order now, we'll send you a seconds one for free. And you only pay the shipping and handling. I still need one more. Either Ginsu or Shakeweight. Ask family. I need a winner. I'm not going anywhere until I get a winner. I'm not afraid of dead air. Oh, come on. Somebody's got to vote. The Shakeweight. The Shakeweight. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The shake weight. The shake weight gets through in the in the, the sudden death overtime. So we have the shake weight and the clapper on the Mount Rushmore of infomercials. Man, round two is going to be just as good. First, though, we have to uh, do some listener mail, and that will be up. Uh, right here, right now, at ArnieRadio.com. I go out walking after midnight Out in the moonlight Just like we used to do I'm always walking after midnight Searching Please. 
I turned 18 We lived in a one-room run-down shack On the outskirts of New Orleans We didn't have money for food or rent To say the least, we were hard-pressed Then Mama spent every last penny We had to buy me a dancing dress Well, Mama washed and combed and curled my hair And she painted my eyes and lived Then I stepped into a satin dancing dress I had a split from the side, cleaned up to my ear it was red velvet trimming and it fit me good Standing back from the looking glass there stood a woman where a half-grown kid it stood She said, here's your one chance, fancy, don't let me down She said, here's your one chance, fancy, don't let me down Mama dad a little bit of perfume on my neck Then she kissed my cheek And then I saw the tears welling up Troubled eyes as she started to speak She looked at a pitiful shack And then she looked at me And took a ragged breath She said your paws runned off And I'm real sick And the baby's gonna starve to death She handed me a hardship lock If they said to thine own self be true And I shivered as I watched a roach Crawl across the toe of my high heel shoe It sounded like somebody else Who was talking Asking mama what do I do she said, just be nice to the gentleman fancy, they'll be nice to you. She said, here's your one chance, fancy, don't let me down. Here's your one chance, fancy, don't let me down. Lord, forgive me for what I do, but if you won't have it, it's up to you. Now don't let me down, now your mama's going to be upset. Baby mama died and I ain't been back But the wheels of fate started to turn And for me there was no way out It wasn't very long till I knew exactly What my mama been talking about I knew what I had to do And I made myself this solemn vow I was gonna be a lady someday Though I didn't know when or how But I couldn't see spending the rest of my life With my head hung down in shame You know I might have been born Plain white trash, but fancy words are my name. She said, Here's your one chance, fancy, don't let me down. She said, Here's your one chance, fancy, don't let me down. It wasn't long after a benevolent man took me in off the streets. One week later, I was born as tea in a five room hotel suite. Yes, you were. I charmed the king, a congressman, and an occasional aristocrat. And then I got me a Georgia mansion in a delicate New York townhouse where I ain't
Show, also known as Ass. Your ass look good. I'm gonna violate that. Wait, no, that's not. Wait, wait. Word. Call 775-357-FANS. Now, see, that was, that was a fun set of music there. Because see, what I did there is I, I, I did the first ladies at different generations of country music. A lot of people say, well, why didn't you play Loretta Lynn? Well... Loretta took over for Patsy. Patsy was killed in a plane accident, and, and Patsy Klein is the mother of country music. Fight me on that one. Then we played Dolly, because Dolly took over after Patsy and, and, and Loretta. And then there's Reba. Now, the first song we do in the, the Ask Arnie, because we're, we're going to do the songs. We only have an ask question for a little bit. But she was supposed to be the next one, but then she went to the pop world. But we'll get to that here in just a second. Uh, I need me some fancy Reba boots. I'm going to need a new mic in case. Wait, she's playing what? We're going to see her in Fort Worth in November. I look. I'm looking for. I, Reba McIntyre puts on a great show. I I can't deny that she puts on a great great show. I who's opening for? Do you know who's opening for? And yeah, I found out today that the Longhorns Tech game is not going to be at Jerry World. Damn it! So I, I'm probably not going to be going to the Lubbock game. Uh, God forbid a man goes out walking after midnight. Now he's a rapist. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, all right, ass family, it is time for mail. And mail we do here on the show. We do it whenever you send it in, but mainly we do it on Tuesdays. I know today's a Wednesday, and it's brought to you by our dear friends. We love these people at JS Floors, the best flooring store in the West. Oh, God, let me tell you about the rest. Oh, man. What they like to do, I found out, is they like to overcharge you by running your credit card multiple times and then cashing out before you know about it. And what they do with your money is even sicker, is because what they do is they use it to buy supplies to force their elderly trafficked workers there to make fentanyl. That's right, they're making fentanyl, and they're having elderly people do it And they take the teeth from the elderly people to force them to orally service them and their livestock. It's disgusting. You know who doesn't do that? JS Floors. You know why? First of all, they're not perverted creeps. Secondly, they want to put in great floors. So call my friend Jesse at 775-267-4123 and he can help you out. Time for mail. Oh, what a beautiful morning. Welcome to mail call. All right, scumbag, pay attention. It's time for mail call. Okay, now what the fuck do you want? All right, before we get to letters, let's get to music. And like I said, this person was supposed to be the next great artist in country, but she decided to pop things up. Uh-oh. Somebody that you don't know But you're asking me things that I know And I'm like, damn It's 8 a.m. Ask me on the street is aight Asking online's out of sight And I'm like, hey You're okay Cause I don't need no coffee I don't need no tea Just give me Dr. Pepper That's all that I need Zero 
Lightning sticks and stones are what breaks bones and uh oh You need to ask Arnie and do it now or He just fucking cow Oh my god That's so young that, 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 that's good stuff right there. Can I do better? I can do a little bit better. Just a little bit. Y- y'all ready for better? I'm ready for better. Here we go. <laughs> well, the heavy set life is really laid back. Ain't much no heavy boy he can't hack. It's early to eat, early to snack. Thank God I'm a heavy boy. Well, a simple little favor won't cause no harm unless I'm pantless on the farm. That's when they all sound the alarm. Thank God I'm a heavy boy. Well, you should go and write me right now for you hear a grizzly growl, which means I just fucked a cow. Yeehaw! Thank God I'm a heavy boy. There you go. There you go. Man, oh man. Man, that is solid gold right there, and my voice is shot. All right. First letter. Uh, this is from Beth. It says, holy shit. I'm sorry. Holy shit. Yeah. I got to watch that show about the little people, and the only thing I could hear was you talking about that forehead. And damn, that thing was huge. It should get its own show. Thanks. This is going to haunt me. Oh, my God, dude. We Like I said, we watched the Seven Little Johnsons. At the, this... Uh, and, like, one of them, it, you look at him and you're like, God damn, they must be all in their, like, 30s and shit. No. The oldest one is, like, 22 next to the mom and dad. The mom and dad look old. But the kids, they look old. And there's a couple of, like, Asian little people I guess they adopted. And one of them, I guess, like, the second oldest daughter, she, she had a, a party and she invited more of them over. And then the forehead guy has a girlfriend. And she's a little person. I, I, I didn't realize that there were that many of them. I mean, I could not imagine. And I guess they live in Georgia. I could not imagine, like, being there. And all of a sudden, it's like, you know, they all show up in one car. By the way, I, I should have recorded myself watching it. I, I would have been canceled immediately. Man, the jokes that was coming up, and they're funny as shit, too. They they say stuff on that show. That show has to be written. And these people don't have any comic timing, but they just say stuff. Uh, like, 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 uh, yeah, she really enjoys short stories, and I've fallen off the fucking chair. I'm like, oh, my God, you can't say that. Uh, was it a little party? It was, it was a tiny party. 
Oh, and one of them is dating a regular person. Like, you know, a, a normie, if you will. I, I, that would just be too weird to, like, like, go out with one of them, to date them. I mean, hey, good. I'm glad they're finding love. They deserve it. But whew, and foreheads. Like I said, every single one of them, if you drew a face on your thumb, you could have two of the little Johnsons. Speaking of dwarves, I think Amazon TV should be canceled for its new Lord of the Rings prequel series. They have dwarves, but did not cast actual dwarves. Instead, using ableist actors and using CGI. Cancel, cancel, cancel. Oh, believe me, Ogre, they'll probably say something about that. They use normal size actors. That, that's pretty funny. That, that, I mean, it's funny but cruel. I mean, Peter Dinklage is like, what? Hey, man, I could have done this. Beth, I'm glad that you enjoyed watching the show. Yeah, I, I, I watched it all yesterday. I watched that and I watched Smothered. Man, I got to tell you, that Asian broad on there who lives in Las Vegas. Yeah, honey, you are lucky I don't live in Vegas. I, I despise you so much that I, if I lived in Vegas, I'd go to your house and poop on your yard every single day. Oh, I don't like her. Don't like her at all. I should make a prank TikTok video and see if it goes right. You should. Absolutely. And use your music as the underlier. There you go right there. You're welcome. Yeah. The the Dwarf Show is fantastic. I'm not going to watch anymore because that to me is a little too cringy. And I, 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 got, I got my fair share of fucking midget jokes in yesterday, so I'm good to go. All right, next one. All right, scumbag, pay attention. It's time for mail call. Get that sandwich out of your pie hole and listen up, maggot. It's time for mail call. What the fuck do you want? Arnie, I just wanted to say how sorry I am for Braddy to be going through all this legal shit. If you weren't here uh, on Monday, you didn't hear about um, she's still... This case against the woman who killed her her, her husband uh, in a car accident still has not been brought to justice, and the lawyer is he's he's delayed the case 28 times, which to me is unheard of. I, I've never heard of a case being delayed 28 times. It is a joke, and it's taking its toll. It's taken its toll on her forever, and it's just now it's just bringing shit back up to the surface and. Personally, I think this guy, uh, was it Fielder? Is that his name? Uh, yeah, whatever, Fielder. Hold on a second. I, I, I've got it bookmarked in my computer here. Um, Scott Fielder, uh, he should be disbarred. And I've already looked into it, and, and there will be some letters going out. Um, but um, I, I thought it was a uh, an actual bit you were doing at first, but you sound drop of... Uh, he he thought this was a bit. Oh, the 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 sound drop of this is a bit. The do your fucking job. He says that is so right on. I have noticed it everywhere, and it's beyond frustrating. Keep up the work, and Americans do your fucking job. Hey, Kyle, I hear you. I I, I hear you. I I wish. And, and and I gotta say, the state of California, I have I have no hope in them whatsoever, because this is a state that followed the guidelines to a T 
when the CDC recommended closing shit down, wearing masks, social distancing, all that stuff. And then when it comes out that now the CDC says, no, you don't have to do that. It's business as usual. You don't even have to social distance from one another. Yet they're allowing him to say, oh, I got COVID. I got to be distanced. I got to be isolated. No, you don't actually. Uh, Braddy Kidd says, the judge saw through his latest act and the jury wants to see this through. That is good news. It is very, very, very good news. Kyle, thank you so much for your email. Um, there's, there's another one that's uh, like that. We'll do it here. Get that sandwich out of your pie hole and listen up, maggot. It's time for mail call. Suck in your gut. It's time for mail call. Okay, now what the fuck do you want? Arnie, just wondering if there's anything I can do to help Braddy here in Sacramento. You telling your story broke my heart. I told my husband, who's a cop, and he says he hears and sees this so much now. Please let Braddy know we're thinking of her, and that's from Stacy. Well, thank you, Stacy. Oh, believe me, I have people working on this, and I will have more people working on it in the near future. Um, but, yes, the judge has actually done her job and, and said, no, we're going to see this one through, and hopefully they do, and hopefully this guy gets disbarred as fast as possible. Uh, what a, the, the guy's just, he, he's garbage. And, and by the way, I'm sorry to garbage for comparing you to this fucking lawyer. Suck in your gut. It's time for mail call. Mm-hmm. Don't move. Stay where you are. It's time for mail call. Okay, now what the fuck do you want? All right, lightning things up here. It says, Arnie, you haven't talked about tattoos for a while. And I was wondering what your next one will be. I, too, love tattoos and even got one from Whitey. And uh, he is as good, if not better, than you actually said. Thank you for the referral. Brian, uh, a police escort for Mr. Fielder to court could help. That would be funny. Um, no, uh, look, I, 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 I email with Whitey. We, we chat back and forth. He just got back from seeing uh, his son. He's, he's very excited. Uh, Whitey's the best tattoo artist I've ever met and I've ever known. He's one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. He and his brother Dave, they work at American Graffiti. I don't know. Like, I, 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 I have a hankering for a tattoo. There's a lot of things I've thought of that I want, but problem is I just don't trust anybody except Whitey. I feel like I'm cheating on him, and he's giving me the okay to get tattoos somewhere else. There's a spot that we all, well, like everybody that worked, uh, when he worked at Body Bazaar and the possum George Jones died, we all got a grave site on our, on our wrist. or we, we all got the same tattoo, and it's a headstone with GJ and a lightning bolt through it. And I've saved spot on the other side of my wrist for when Willie Nelson dies, and we're all going to do the same thing for Willie. So that that one that one I'm working on and I've got room right there. I got a little bit of real estate there. This arm not much. I still got plenty of real estate on my legs, but nothing's grabbing me to the point where I have to go and get something done. So if I can wait and get Whitey to do it, then I'd rather wait and have Whitey do it. But uh Brian, I'm glad that you have gone to see Whitey and you got to see the genius that he is. So there you go. And if it, like I said American Graffiti in downtown Sacramento. Don't move. Stay where you are. It's time for mail call. Get that sandwich out of your pie hole and listen up, maggot. It's time for mail call. What the fuck do you 
want? Uh, this is from Cindy. It says, Arnie, I'm hoping you can give me some advice. Oh, here we go. This is why we did the songs. My boyfriend is a gamer, and I mean the special chair, headphones, all that stuff. I'm starting to feel a little underappreciated and play second to his games. He is great to me and my family, but I want to be appreciated. What can I do? It's not a tramp stamp. It's a lower back tattoo, and I got them before such things were known as tramp stamps. And yes, I'm waiting for a giant back piece, but I don't have 80 hours to give to a tattoo artist right now. Um, Okay, Cindy, your husband's a gamer. Or your boyfriend. Your boyfriend? Yeah, boyfriend's a gamer. Did you know he was a gamer going in? Because if you knew that going in, you knew he had the special chair and the headphone. Look, I, I don't begrudge people whatever their things are. You, you could have said golfer. You could have said frisbee golfer. I would have told you to leave the frisbee golfer because froth is just dumb. Wait, special chair and headphones? Is he a gamer? You know, special. I'm just taking him as he's a gamer. By the way, uh, we all remember my friend Dan, who who came in to do the show, who now works in the NFL, works for the Raiders. Um, he and I send back videos to each other, and we try to outdo each other, and I think I got him last night. There are some sort of uh, games being played, like, like Olympic-type games, but not Olympics, and it's like, it, it, it's not the Paralympics. I mean, this would be the full-on quad Olympics. And, and one guy, they're doing like this bocce ball, but into squares. And the dude released the ball with his mouth. It was like Stephen Hawkins was playing. And he took on this guy the other day who, who like got his chair ramped up to as fast as it would go and then just stopped quick and the ball popped out of his hand. Holy shit, those are fantastic. Gamer, also known as Dork. In our generation, yes, Derek. While he's playing, either straddle his lap or make him distracted by using your assets. Now, I was going to say this. First of all, first of all, you knew he was a gamer. You knew he spent a lot of time on that. So you ain't got a lot of room to bitch. But uh, there's one thing that, that I, I would say you could do this. If you think you're playing second fiddle to him, then the next time you get done in the shower, I, I, this is from the movie The Breakup. Great movie with, uh, with what's her name? Uh, Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston and uh, Vince Vaughn. And there's a scene where she's going through kind of the same stuff, and her boss tells her to go get waxed. This My sister's goes, been through a lot. Of dick. Such a good line. My sister's been through a lot. Of dick. <laughs> um, go clean yourself up, look great. And Swoosh, you're absolutely right. Maybe not straddle him, but walk by him a few times butt naked. That'll get his attention. Or, uh, look at that. Cowboys girl says my daughter and her boyfriend play together. Maybe you can join him. Maybe, if that's your thing. Or, or look, look, I'm just going to tell you this right now, because as easy it is to pick on, like, gamers and stuff like that, I'm not going to do that. Because you knew he had this hobby. 
So, if you feel like you're playing second fiddle to him, A, talk to him about it. Once again, communication is everything. Tell him how you feel. And if he doesn't respond the way you want him to, he's only your boyfriend. Well, there's more fish in the sea then. I I hate getting these, dear Arnie, my my girlfriend does this all the time, or dear Arnie, my boyfriend does this all the time. He plays golf all the time. Did you know he was a golfer? Well, if you know he's a golfer, then shut up. Brady Kid says, I call bullshit. I walk by Arnie uh, baked, and he tells me to move. I'm blocking the TV. Yeah. Yeah, well, when you walk by baked, you know, when you're all baked up high and, you know, crazy like Bob Marley, Keep on a walking. Whatever happened to the guy who had his nuts cut and his wife got knocked up? I hope he emails you back with the skinny. I know, right? I'm waiting to hear back from that guy. Oh, <laughs> that was one of the best emails we ever had. Um, yeah, so I, I got to say it right now. It, once again, here, here's another thing. Here's another thing. If you're so upset at it, why didn't you say something to him? And if you have and he hasn't changed and you still feel like you're second fiddle, move on. Be single for a while. Appreciate yourself. You don't have to be in this relationship with a guy. Next guy you date, make sure you don't date a gamer or somebody who plays golf six days a week. Because I will tell you this right now. If they decide to give up their hobbies for you, they will resent you for it. I promise. But, Cindy, talk to him. Communicate. I know I know. nobody likes that. Nobody likes that, but you got to do it. All right, next one. And here, listen up, it's time for mail call. Get that sandwich out of your pie hole and listen up, maggot. It's time for mail call. What the fuck do you want? Uh, Elise says, if the man-child you're dating doesn't understand how to prioritize his time, meaning if he's playing it 24-7 and just wants to fuck when he's ready for bed, and that's it, leave him. Just because they enjoy their hobbies when they were single doesn't mean life is the same when you're in a relationship. That doesn't mean you're no longer enjoying your hobbies, but you need to make changes if the relationship is important. If they can't do that, that means you're not important enough to them or they're super selfish. Move on. And I would imagine that you would say you would have to talk it out first. Rather than, rather than coming to me first, talk to them first. Very good. Uh, Swoosh says, or you can sway things when his mic is in and he gets kicked out of the game. Uh, my advice as a former avid gamer is wait it out. He will get tired of it. Maybe she should allow facials. <laughs> that was nowhere in the letter. So I, I, I don't know if she's like a, a Chasey Lane. Yeah, bitch had fucking her contract. She couldn't take facials. That was bullshit. All right, next one. Not bucket. It's time for mail call. Oh, what a beautiful morning. Welcome to Mail Call. Okay, now what the fuck do you want? Uh, this is from No Name. It says, Arnie, dude, Better Call Saul was really disappointing. What? I was expecting so much more and it just fizzed. 
I wish they would have shown more during the final season than they did. What more did you want? Well, look, look. I, I wanted to see him how he amassed his his great fortune. Well, I already know that he got that deal from Sandpiper. That's how he bought the big house, all the suits, all that kind of stuff. I would have I would have liked to have I would have enjoyed seeing Saul Goodman reap the benefits of being a shitty lawyer and and buy all that kind of stuff. But the finale was perfect. I, I mean, it, it was perfect. It brought the character Jimmy McGill, a.k.a. Saul Goodman, full circle. Believe me, I was bitching all season like, man, they got a lot to fucking, you know, and they did. I was bitching about Vince Gilligan. I was like, man, you got a lot of shit to cover in three more episodes, and he did it. Yeah, to me, it was one of the... It, it wasn't like awesome like Cheers. Cheers is still to me one of the greatest finales ever. It wasn't as shitty as Seinfeld. Damn, no, nobody will ever be worse than The Sopranos. Black screen. I mean, this was right up there with Breaking Bad. Perfect ending. I don't know what the hell you're talking about, Letter Writer. But hey, whatever. I mean, it. Hey, it's your prerogative. Hey, listen up! It's time for mail call. I'm still shaking my head. Not bucket. It's time for mail call. What the fuck do you want? Diarrhea, cha cha cha. Diarrhea, cha cha cha. Diarrhea, cha cha cha. There you go. Uh, this is from Billy. It says, "Hey, Arnie, I got a question for you. I'm just getting into golf, and I hate it. I don't blame you. It's a fucking terrible game." Um, uh, they say it only takes one shot to bring it all back, yet I haven't hit a great shot. How long did it take for you? <whistles> Let me read this first. Game of Thrones was bad. Never saw it. Uh, it was perfect. It ended how it should. They went back with Walter and Chuck. He got what, uh, he wore which with Kim back in his life, and that was the only way they could do it. Yeah, absolutely. Perfect ending. Perfect ending. Um, you're just getting into golf and you hate it. Yeah, swoosh, you're right. Golf is a four-letter word for a reason. I haven't played in about a year because my knee's fucked up still again. I'm going to try it again. I think I figured something out in my swing. Um, when I first started playing golf, I, I remember one of the first competitive rounds I, I really ever played. We got asked to play in the the celebrity golf. This is way before American Century took over up in Tahoe. That they, and they would play it around Sacramento. And the first year we got to do the announcing of the tee box, and I got to meet Michael Jordan, and it was awesome. The next year they invited my partner and I to play, and they gave us a celebrity. Now, I was stoked. I was excited that I got to play with Efren Herrera. He was, he was a Dallas Cowboy kicker, one of the original Dallas Cowboy kickers. He was right before Raphael stepped in. And he was famous for saying, kickball, make money. Uh, he's much more fluent English now. That was in the 70s. We got to play with Efren Herrera. And they we teed off on the first green. You went to Jordan and said, my name's Arnie Toot. No, no. Michael Jordan walked up to the tee box 
and extended his giant hand and said, I'm Michael. And I'm like, yeah, no fucking shit, you're Michael. Super nice guy, gentleman. Joe Morgan, who was the host of this golf tournament, complete nutsack. He's on the phone, right? And he comes over to the tee box to introduce himself. I said, hey, uh, Mr. Morgan. I didn't even call him Joe. I said, Mr. Morgan. Him and his fucking stupid flapping arm at bat. I said, how are the Rangers going to be this year? How the hell am I supposed to know? He walked away. I'm like, well, you're an analyst on ESPN and you cover the baseball world. You're just on the phone with a GM of a fucking team. Dick face. Um... Oh, it took it, look, it, so so we tee off with Efren Herrera first hole, and I got a shitty set of clubs. I mean, this this set of clubs we probably bought at Kmart or fucking I don't remember. It was like seventy five dollars, and I got driver all the way through putter. I knew it was bad because my dad was a golfer, and I knew what good clubs were, but I didn't need good clubs now because I was bad. So the first tee shot I hit, and I could hit the driver. I've always been able to hit the driver. So I pull out this fucking club. I thought we got stiff shafts. As I'm taking it down, I have so much torque in my swing that the shaft snaps. Efren Herrera looks at me and said, Holy shit! I've never seen that before. And it made for a great day of golf. Had a lot of fun that day. So uh, so it took me a, a, about a... Billy, it, 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 if you go out there and see, I'm a very, very competitive person, and I wanted to get good because there's nothing worse than participating in an event that you suck at when you're a competitive person like me. I spent hours on the range, literally hours on the range. I had the perfect job to become good at golf. I got off at 10 a.m. I was at the golf course by 10:15. Hitting balls, playing rounds of golf, then hitting balls after the round. I'd hit somewhere between three and 500 balls a day. And I got all the way down to a four handicap. I busted my ass. And it took me a couple years. And then got married to Satana, had to give up playing golf, and my golf game never, ever came back until right before my dad died. Right before my dad died, I, I, I had these clubs and stuff, right? And I, it was, no, actually it was right after he died because he really wanted me to get back into the game. And it was like he was there with me every day, and, and that's why I want to start playing again because he's with me. I, I lightened up my swing. I stopped being so competitive. I Easy back, easy through. Let the club do the work for you. I got a... For a week in a row, and I played five different golf courses, played five days in a row, I didn't shoot over 74 one of those five days. Now, I've lost that swing. That swing is gone now because I I, I gave it up after my house was robbed. But, yeah, uh, Billy, it'll take you a while. But it is true, that one shot, that one shot brings you back. That one shot that you hit pure, whether it's a driver, whether it's a fucking flop wedge, hell, you could drain a 30-foot putt, and you'd be like, damn. It's an evil game, though. God, is it evil. Those Scottish people are fucking evil that invented that game. Cowboys Girl says, I like it and I suck, but I go into expecting to suck and just have fun. Maybe we don't take it too serious. You're not going to the Masters, LOL. 
Don't say I hate people to say that. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't hate you, but I hate. Look, I'm competitive. I, I want to be good at it. I know I'm not going to the Masters. I know I, I already know that going in. Don't tell it to me. Don't rub it in that I'm not going because I want to be good at this game. I got one more golf story for you. This is a fun one. So uh, this is back when I was playing a lot, working in the morning show. We went up to uh, – there's a nine-hole course up in Auburn. I forget the name. Is it, is it Blackhawk or something like that? It's a nine-hole course, and uh, I, I my back was hurting. And this is at the very beginning of my rampant drug age. Uh, and I took two Somas. Those are muscle relaxers. And at this time, I was probably about – I was probably about a 10 handicap. I was shooting in the 80s most of the time. Well, I took these two Somas, and it fucked me up. Like it, like that scene you see where the golfer takes the club back, and he lets it go, and it just keeps flying. I actually did that. I, I didn't mean to. And on the front nine, it, this, was, this was the greatest, the greatest hundred I ever shot. I'm not kidding. I shot 70 on the front nine. I shot 70. That's what you should shoot for 18 holes. You'd be two under. I shot 70 on the front nine because I was in, as Alicia says, my soma coma. I mean, I'm sprawled out on the golf cart. Well, they wore off by the time we made the turn at nine. I shot 30 on the backside. I shot six under on the back. Now, granted, it was the same course, but I beat everybody on the back. It was the greatest hundred I ever shot. Since you mentioned it, uh, have you ever told us who you think broke into your house? Uh, and not by name. I think it was my old roommate that I lived with in Reno. I, I think it was he and his fucking degenerate girlfriend. And I think they had help of somebody that worked at the apartment complex because I... If you know me, you know I'm all about locking doors. And I, I left, uh, I, I, I was meeting with a client in Sacramento, some, somebody that wanted to advertise on the show and we were going to play golf. I left Friday, stayed night, met, saw some friends because I was living in Reno at the time, had dinner with them, then played golf the next day, came home right after the round of golf. I was literally gone for 25 hours. And I remember when I was going out to my car, you know, one of the maintenance guys, the guy I think that they were in cahoots with, he's like, oh, where are you playing today? I said, oh, I'm playing tomorrow in Sacramento. And I think that was his key to say, hey, we can get into his house. And my door was locked when I got home, too. So I locked it. I, and I always remember, I remember setting my clubs down because I kept my clubs in the house. Set them down so I could lock the door. I locked the door, went out to my car. That, that interaction happened. And then I came home, and my house was completely robbed, and it pissed me off. Oh, I'm still mad about that. We uh, we need you for a show promotion tryout for the U.S. Open. Oh, God almighty, I'd be a great announcer of golf. All right, last mail here. This one's pretty interesting. Welcome to mail call. Not bucket. It's time for mail call. Okay, now what the fuck do you want? Arnie, I got a few questions for you. Who would star as you in your biography? Okay. Have you ever thought of writing a book? I'd buy it. 
what would your walkout or walk-up music be? If you only had one show to watch forever, what would it be? And that's from Sam. He says, P.S., I'm interested in seeing what you charge to advertise. All right, I will email you uh, my ad rates. Uh, all right, first one. Who would star as me? Uh, uh, everybody get out. Fucking Chris Farley, John Candy, they're all dead. You know, I'd get, I'd get that guy uh, from uh, Ron Swanson, the guy from Parks and Recs, Nick Offerman. I'd like to have Nick Offerman play me. I think he could do a good job as Angry Arnie. I kind of like that guy. See, I didn't go with any heartthrobs. You know, like Ricky Martin. Uh, no, nah, I'm not going to have Ricky Martin play me. But, yeah, I, I think Nick Offerman would be good. That, that I'd like to see him. He'd win an Academy Award for it. I, I, I know. Um, have you ever thought of writing a book? Yes, I have. I actually, I actually wrote like three chapters of a book, and I had somebody who was looking at it and editing it for me. And I just ran out of... I, I I just, I didn't love the idea of it. I didn't really want to do it, but I was told by a lot of people, oh, you should do it. I'm thinking about it again. I wish I could find those first three chapters, but yes, I have thought about it. Uh, Adele is Arnie. Oh, you dick. Hello. Yes, hello, fatty. It's me. I know. I was wondering no. if after no. all these years you'd like no, to no, 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 I, I, I don't want to meet you. Ricky Martin would play the lapdog producer with the ginger wife. Uh, former wife. Yeah, they are no longer together. Why no did judge can play? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Hold on. I... Oh, I'm going to go to hell for this. Uh, the person that I would get to play. <laughs> uh, here you go. I'll, I'll share with you who I would get. Here you go. I would get Thousand Pound Sister star Tammy Slanton to play her. <laughs> Kevin Hart can play Bubba. No, he can't. Kevin Hart's not big enough. Bubba weighs more than Kevin Hart. <laughs> that is funny. Oh. Uh, I'm trying to think of a, a good actor who's been accused of pedophilia to play somebody else who I worked with. She'd have to gain weight for the role. No, she, she'd have to lose weight. To play. Oh, that girl. Okay, I get it now. My bad. Yes, you're absolutely right. Uh, what would my walk-up music be? My walk-up music? I, look, I, I, I have... I already have walk-up music. I mean, every time I take a stage, when I do... If I do a stand-up show, and yes, I'm still working on the stand-up show... Um, Let's see, uh, where, where is it here? And there's only one version that I'll play. I, I, I love, love, love the... God damn it. Hold on a second here. We'll find it, we'll cheat. 
I play this all the time whenever I walk up on stage. Oh, I like that. Even the heart of Texas. Yeah. This is always. Shoot low, Sheriff. I think she's riding the Shetland. Oh. Should have got it to the point where I, where I walk up. I tell them to usually start it about a minute in. Here we go. The stars at night are big and bright. Deep in the heart of Texas. Yeah, that's my walk-up music already. So there you go. Ogre says, be honest. How many of y'all just clapped? I did. I always clap. Uh, aren't you going to walk out to the banana song? No, no bouncy banana today. Uh, all right, so there you go. That is listener mail. Uh, you can uh, write me at arnieradio1 at gmail.com, and we will do your mails, usually on Tuesday. But, hey, if you got an important one, I will do it immediately if you want. Now, we got to get back to something here. We've started something. And it's time to figure out who else will join the shake weight and the clapper on the Mount Rushmore of infomercials. All right, here we go. Uh, let's see, uh, with a cameo from Arnold Schwarzenegger, oh, he have to be in there. My name's Arnie, too. And the man versus food, off your rocker scene. Yep, you gotta be off your rocker. That was not fucking well. Uh, all right, here we go. To see who joins the clapper and the shake weight. Our first one up is more exercise equipment. The Total Gym, which, by the way, I do believe was endorsed by Chuck Norris. If it's Chuck Norris approved, it's pretty goddamn good. You got to understand that right there. The Total Gym taking on Suzanne Summers and her Thigh Master. The Total Gym versus the Thigh Master. Ask family who you got. <laughs> Coop, how do you think Jack Coop Ripper really died? Heart attack, my ass. The Thigh Master moves on. 
Now, this next one, I, I, I love this fucking product so much. I, I don't have any use to use it. Um, but the Floby, where you hook up your vacuum cleaner to this cutting system, and, and, and it cuts your hair. And I knew a man who used this, and it worked perfectly. So we got the Floby up there taking on OxyClean. Oh, good old Billy Banks. OxyClean. I mean, he'd throw shit on shirts and throw it in the OxyClean. Poof, it's gone. Floby versus OxyClean ass family. Who you got? <laughs> OxyClean, I'm going to go play now. It's OxyClean, not cocaine. Billy Mays, I'm sorry. Looky there. I'm Billy Mays in OxyContin. OxyClean moves on. Oh, boy, this next matchup is a good one as well. Man, oh, man. B-Coop, you brought it today, boy. We have the George Foreman Grill, which was offered to Hulk Hogan first, and he turned it down because he's an idiot. You are an idiot! (laughs) And you're an idiot. (laughs) What an idiot! Yeah. Oh, what a loser. Yeah, Hulk Hogan really is for turning down the Foreman Grill. Taking on the Ronco Rotisserie. Set it and forget it. The Foreman Grill versus the Ronco Rotisserie ass family. Who you got? Final matchup, ass family. Boy, oh boy. And the second one was the one I had to change. Our first one is uh, uh, something that hit around 2007 or so. It was the blanket with arms. You know, a robe you wear backwards. 
the Snuggie. Oh, the Snuggie was a hit. Taking on the Sham Wow. You remember this? This was a rag. That's all it was. They sold you a fancy rag, and people went apeshit for it. Snuggie versus Sham Wow. Ask family who you got. Snuggie moves on. Now, before I get to the, the the matchup to find out who makes the Mount Rushmore, I have to tell a story about my dad. My dad, and, and, and this is transferred on to me, unfortunately, especially if you ask Braddy Kid. My dad loved buying shit on TV. Absolutely. Holy shit, since homeless guy was walking down the street yelling like Angry Arnie. Um, my dad bought the driver that that you couldn't slice a golf ball with, and he sliced golf balls with it. Um, not like in half. He hit a slice. That, that would be it. Um, the greatest thing my, ever, my dad ever bought, and I agree, Ogre, the best part of a drugstore is the as seen on TV aisle. I love that place. My dad bought this tray that you would defrost frozen food on. And it, it, it was like a, a, tra- a plate that had slats in it. And the slats would catch the, the, wet, the wetness. And I remember he bought that and he was so proud. My mother looks at him and goes, of course it's going to defrost, asshole. It's out of the freezer. It was the greatest. Because the look on his face was like, oh, I didn't even think about that. It's still one of my most favorite moments in time. Pop, I love you. All right, here we go. We got to find out who gets on this Mount Rushmore. First matchup, we have the Thighmaster, Suzanne Summers and the Thighmaster versus Billy Mays, all hopped up on the cocaine, and OxyClean. Is it OxyClean or is it the Thymaster? Ask family. Who you got? We do not have that board or any of these things. Make sure. No, we don't have any of them.
We got a tennis match going here. It's back and forth. clean with Billy Mays moves on and is now on the Mount Rushmore. Final matchup. And if you didn't have one of these, man, you missed out. It, either one of these, somebody had to have. The first one is the George Foreman grill where it cooked all the fat out of fat and flavor out of meat. The Foreman grill. Yes, my father bought one of those. And, yes, my father also, he did not purchase it. Beverly purchased it. The Snuggie. The Foreman Grill versus the Snuggie. Ask family. Who you got? Welcome, George Foreman Grill, to the Mount Rushmore of infomercials. So now our matchups are all set. The Mount Rushmore is in place of the greatest infomercials ever. The Clapper, the Shake Weight, OxyClean, and the Foreman Grill. We will find out the name of the face of this Mount Rushmore next here at ArnieRadio.com. One, two, three. One, two, three.
that Pierre did truly love the mademoiselle. And now the young monsieur and madame have rung the chapel bell. C'est la vie, c'est the old folks, it goes to show you never can tell. They furnished off an apartment with a
But, hey, I understand that unions are there and they do protect their workers. I know somebody in a union right now, and that union does dick for her. But that's a whole other story. So um, the corporation has come out and is pushing for vote by mail be suspended in union elections. They don't want their employees because they say there could be irregularities. Yet, the Starbucks Corporation is in total favor, including in the upcoming elections of mail-in ballots. Now, I want you to think about that. Good morning, Arised. How are you in Oklahoma this morning? They can't even spell union or names on cups. No shit. But this is a corporation. These aren't the, the workers. This is Starbucks, the corporation. Says, no, 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 no. They pull an Alec Baldwin. No, you can't mail in votes for this. But when it came, and, 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 and by the way, I'm not going to say that that's not as important as the general election is, but it's not as important as the general election is. So if you can't do it in yours, why should we do it in the general election? You see, once again, This is where that side of the the world of of politics comes in and says, oh, do it this way, but we're not going to do it this way. This is the new thing now, especially with blue staters. And, And yes, I am blaming them. Because you can hit them with every single fact known to mankind about your argument. And they'll just pretend not to hear you. They will say factual thing or things that are unfactual that aren't, aren't real, and you bust them on it, and you actually show them the facts. And you go, well, 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 it's different now. Well, how is it different now? It's not changed. These are the people you can't argue with. So I implore you, I beg you, I give you the advice: don't waste your time arguing with them. Because it will drive you insane. Sit there, politely nod, and then move on with your day. These are the people that are ruining America, that are ruining the word logic. Ogre says, fuck unions, corrupt assholes, and they cost me a video script writing job when I was much younger. Fuck them in their fungal ears. Just attended our congressman's town hall, and he ripped on Biden with a great comment that Joe will sign legislation sent to him because he doesn't understand what he's signing. By the way, yesterday was a huge day. Huge. Liz Cheney, uh, the Republican out of Wyoming, daughter of Dick Cheney, has been ousted. She's gone. She She lost the primary, and she got her ass handed to her. As well in Oklahoma, I know that they had the, it was yesterday the, the governor, the governor, <laughs> the governor of Oklahoma, there's like four people running. He got 47% of the, the primary votes out of four people. Oh, yeah, he's going to kick ass there. Christopher says, I'm very pro-union. And there are unions out there I understand, and I understand there's a need for them. Christopher, uh like a bus driver's union. 
Well, if you're all safe and you all get tickets, I understand the union is there to help you and protect you because you can't really just walk up to your boss and go, hey, I want to raise. It's like the police unions and the firefighters unions. There are some good unions out there. I will say it. There are good unions out there, and I support them because they do protect the employees. But a lot of these unions that are that, – and, and by the way, I, I, I'm going to say it, and I don't care the ramifications of it. Why do coffee makers need a union? I, I, I'm sorry, I won't call them baristas. They're, they're coffee makers, okay? D- do we call the kids that work at McDonald's chefs? No. And that's what we're doing now. A barista. I'm a barista. I want to know who came up with that fucking word. You don't need a union at Starbucks. Go get another job. Uh, I hate to tell you you're wrong, but when you give a leftist all the facts and they have nothing else left to argue, they'll call you a racist or a bigot for showing the fact. Oh, I, I agree with that, Fred. Like I said, like I said, though, there are good people on the left. As much as you don't want to understand that, Fred, and I, I respect that about you. I know that you are you are right all day and all night. There are good people on the left. They are Americans still. They just have differing ideas and different ways of philosophy of life, and, and I'm okay with that because not everybody has to think the way I think. Not everybody has to vote the way I vote. Not... Not everything that's important to me is important to other people. Uh, Let's see. Unions also bully or force against their will to join, pay dues if they want to work for a company. Fuck all them uh, for what they've turned into. I I get it. I understand the the rage when it comes to that. Braddy Kid says, fuck the union. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a teamster, and it's great and all. But there are definitely co-workers who don't do shit knowing they can get fired. That, to me, is the worst part of unions, is that unions allow people like that. The ones that sit around and do nothing, put their thumb up their ass because, well, I'm in the union, you can't fire me. That's wrong. And unions allow that to happen. He says, and the worst union of all, the teachers' unions. Oh, God, don't get me started. Um... I'm in the Teamsters of Scott. Uh, We did have some good representation years ago, but when Obamacare hit, we were fucked right in the benefits. Yeah. And I imagine you all have jobs that really need unions. I don't think the coffee makers union is, is necessarily something we need in this country. I'm sorry. I apologize for diminishing your job. I will tell you a quick story here about unions. As far as I know, there, there has only been one union when it comes to working in the, on the on-air side of radio. I'm sure engineers have their own union and stuff like that. But on-air personalities, there's only one market, and that market was San Francisco. And the radio companies didn't want to have unions with the on-air personality. And what it did to radio was this. 
in radio, the way it works is this way. The better your ratings, the more you get paid. The end. It, it, it's pretty easy. See, this is why I don't, I, I don't understand why there's an actor's union out there. Necessarily, maybe even a writer's union even as well. If you write a hit script, then you should get paid more money. If your movies make a lot of money because people like you, you should make more money. Well, the radio people, which we're the we're 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 right right by rodeo clowns when it comes to the totem pole of celebrities. Near the bottom. There's no need for it. You'll make more money if you do better in the ratings. Well, San Francisco, all the on-air talent got together and they unionized. And that brought the prices way, way down because you could no longer negotiate a deal based on your ratings. On the popular show that I was on, I know that's hard to believe, but the the, the first popular show that I was on, the one that dominated ratings for 20-plus years, we were offered San Francisco market. We were offered mornings in San Francisco, which is the fourth largest market in America. New York pays the shit out of their, their talent. L.A. pays the shit out of their talent. They, if you're number one in either of those markets, you're making a million dollars a year. Same with Chicago. Dallas is the fifth market, and Houston is sixth. They, they intertwine. They both pay really, really well. San Francisco is one of the lowest-paying markets. We were making more in Sacramento than San Francisco offered us, and they wanted us to move to San Francisco. Needless to say, we turned that down because it was stupid. It was stupid. So there you go. So now get ready for your coffee prices to go up for all you Starbucks heads out there because now they want a union. Unbelievable. Uh, This is something also that's unbelievable. I've been saying it since I was a child. Chocolate ice cream is more nutritious than a granola bar. Bacon is better than couscous. And McDonald's pancakes are healthier than an omelet. I've been saying that shit for years. Nobody listens. I understand, though, if you're out on the trail and you're hiking, you're not going to pull out a big old, like, half-gallon container of chocolate ice cream. But don't try to say that granola is so much better for me than a big old scoop of fucking chocolate ice cream. I told it. You know what? You know I hate doing this. Damn it, people. I have to do it. Yeah, my hand has been forced. And, and you know I don't like this, but... Well, I don't want to sound like a dickhole, but I told you so. I, I mean, sometimes it's... You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers. Yep. Mm-hmm. And say, that's the bad guy. Yeah, or fat guy. Either one. Yes! Everyone can eat shit! A big bag of shit! <laughs> I'm the greatest man in the world! And let's not forget... I don't want to say I told you so. I don't want to blow our own horn, but toot... By the way, I have something special with that coming very, very soon. In the post office, the Rural Carriers Union has protected one person through four-plus firings 
Reasons for firing include theft from a customer, vehicle accidents, insubordination, community petition for removal, etc. Now, Christopher says, as a counterpoint, I'll answer that Starbucks employee should have a union. For the same reason, just about all major professions should be in a union. Collective bargaining is the only way for workers in a capitalist system to negotiate for fair pay and benefits. Just because your job isn't as important as another doesn't mean that you're a joke and don't deserve to unionize. Also, don't take uh, that like I'm trying to be. Now. Oh, I, I'm not. No, no. You're Look, this show is welcome to counterpoints. I'm trying to be an asshole. I'm not trying to be an asshole here. You know, I always adhere to the principles of the show. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I, I'll act bald when you're there. No, 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 no. You don't always have to agree with me on anything. Never, I, I, hey, I welcome a back and forth. And I see your points when it comes to jobs like, like where there are many, and it's hard. Like, Christopher, for you, let me just say this. I, I think that you are probably the best bus driver in, in your school district for the things that you've done. And personally, I think that you should be the highest paid bus driver there. But the problem is it's hard to tell how well you are doing your job short of causing accidents, doing things like that. For a Starbucks employee, to me, it would be a lot easier to say, you don't need a union because, well, you want to show up late, You're, the coffee you make sucks, and nobody likes it when you are the barista in charge. I think if you show up to Starbucks and you do your job and you're really good at your job, you will move up through the corporate ratings to where you're a manager. In some places, it takes forever. It's too political, and, and police unions, firefighter unions, all those things. I'm not a fan. I understand why they're in place, and I understand why people like them. And you're not a bad person. You're not like the person Dan's talking about. You're a good employee. You're there, and the union should protect you. I've seen it plenty of times where the union doesn't protect their workers. At all. Bratty Kid is the perfect example. She's in a union. She works at a grocery store. She's in a union. She busts her ass. And the company, we'll call it Kroger, treats her like shit. And her union does nothing for her. At all. Last week, she was on vacation. Notice how I didn't say paid there. Even though it's supposed to be a paid vacation, they're saying, no, no, you took that a year ago. Well, she gets a, year, a week every year, and they're trying not to pay her. And her union is sitting on their thumbs. So, as I see it, there's and, – and for what she does at Kroger, let, let me put it this way. Let me put it this way. I don't think she should be in a union, first of all. But she has to if she works there. And I get it. If you're working with a first-time 16-year-old employee, somebody who, who's finally old enough to go and work, if you're going to allow a 16-year-old in there to work, then I don't think you need a union. 
16-year-olds ain't going to be able to drive buses. So I understand union there. But if this is an, an introductory or an interracial, not interracial, introduction to the workplace, you know, a minimum wage type job, you don't need a union. And I feel that way about Starbucks. Um, I thought we lived in a communist economy where, like MacArthur, when you need them to do little union busting. I flat out refuse to ever work a union job. I refuse to allow my pay to go to a political cause and corrupt union officials who do not actually work and are just vultures for someone else's labor. Ratty Kid says, I do my job better than my supervisor who isn't union because management isn't union. However, I have zero protection from my union, which I pay my dues to, and I've seen it firsthand. Christopher says, thank you. I appreciate your answer, big guy. And, and look, Christopher, I appreciate you disagreeing with me. That's what this, and, and you see what we did there? You see what we did? We actually had a conversation. You made your point. I respect your point. I made my point. Hopefully you respect my point. If you don't, then okay. It's no big deal. But we weren't shouting at each other. There were no names being called. There was nothing like that. That's why I love doing this show. Is because we can disagree with each other. Now, we can go back in time when COVID first started, and I called it a cold on social media, and somebody tried to call me out, and I invited them on the show, and they came and they called, and I let them make their point. I was quiet the entire time. I disagreed with their point, and as I started to go by each and everything that they had said, they started interrupting me. They started yelling, so I hung up on them because that's not the way we do things. This is the way things should be done. And how fucking sad is it that I know how to have a conversation? Who is a bigger fucking hothead in the world than me? If it doesn't go my way, I fucking go ballistic. Yesterday, when I was at, when I was at Verizon, it took everything I had to stay calm, especially when they told me the fucking screen protector was 60 goddamn dollars. Uh, Ogre says the unions forced my employer to cut employees. Why? His biggest client was the Association of Independent Contractors. The union came along with lawsuits forcing these independent contractors, you know, people who voluntarily became painters, and their association was forced to divert funds to their legal defense to fight the union. So fuck all unions, and I hope they go to the deepest, shittiest pits of hell. There you go. There you go. And, and that's Ogre's position. So there you go. That's where we all stand, and... There you have it. And, yes, chocolate ice cream is good for you. Uh, Let's see. uh, Wow. Boy, this next story, let me just say real quick. Surprise, surprise, surprise. An 80-year-old West Virginia snake researcher has died after being bitten. And I don't mean to laugh at him. After being bitten by a venomous rattlesnake. Um. Golly! What what did you think was going to happen in that job? I I mean, look. I'll watch some of these shows. Some of these. uh, There was a show that used to be on the Learning Channel about this guy in South Africa. 
That's their. That's how they talk. South Africa. And he would go into people's garages and shit and, and get out black mambas. You know, the deadliest snake on the earth. There is there there is no look. If that was my job and you called me to your hut or your village or whatever in South Africa, your makeshift fucking stand, and you said, pardon me, I have a black mamba in there, I'd be like, fucking A, then you're going to sign everything over to me. For me to go in and take out a black mamba, I'm risking my life, so you're going to pay me. You're going to pay me hundreds of thousands of dollars. I'm not just going to go in there with a stick in a fucking bag and a couple of plastic things I got from the local Target to stick this venomous creature of Satan in without you paying me, like I said, hundreds of thousands of dollars. <laughs> yes, Ogre, you're absolutely right. You're in a nightclub, for God's sake. What do you think is going to happen at a nightclub? People are drinking and doing drugs? Yeah. There are women there, and uh, and the people have guns. So yeah. anyway, go ahead. I mean, I mean, you're handling snakes, deadly poisonous snakes. One bites you, and you die. Well, what are you going to do? Uh, no word on if he was worshiping the snakes at the same time. But West Virginia is one of the snakes where one of the states where snake handling is still legal. But no, this guy was an actual snake. He wasn't a snake charmer. He wasn't da 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 All right. Final story of today. Here we go. <laughs> oh, this happened down in New Zealand. <sighs> a family in New Zealand. I guess this is a new big trend, and I see videos on TikTok all the time about these people that do the storage wars. You know, they, they buy these these storage lockers. Well, they bought one. And, and you can see what's in there, kind of, but you don't know what's all in there. So that's what they did. They bought one of these storage lockers, and it had suitcases in there. said, all right, cool. Let's get it, eh? Crikey's. I don't know how they say that. Um, <laughs> when they got home with all their stuff, they opened the suitcases, and lo and behold, the suitcases contained body parts. <laughs> The unlucky bitches called police to their home after they they found the grisly discovery. Now, police do not believe that the family was involved in these homicides. They think it was just dumb luck. But, man, this would be a way to get away with it. Yeah, I bought this storage locker, and there were a bunch of arms and legs in there. Damnedest thing. You know, you know Jeffrey Dahmer is looking up right now from hell going, fuck, that's what I should have done. Dead body in a suitcase. Classic. <laughs> you know what? I think I would give up the old storage fucking locker business then. That's a bad one. That's the one you don't want to find. 
Oh, my God. That is so fantastic. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, we have got to find the face of the Mount Rushmore. Wait, hold on. I got to do this right. Uh, play the music. The Mount Rushmore. So, so far, here's what we got. The Mount Rushmore is set. We need the actual face. Will it be the clapper? Will it be the shake weight? OxyClean or a Foreman grill? Ask family, I need your help and I need it now. We gotta figure out who the face of this Mount Rushmore will be. Let's get it on! All right. First matchup. The ever so popular clap on, clap off. The clapper. Taking on the sensation that took over the world, teaching young boys, hey, this is the way you jerk off. The shake weight. The clapper versus the shake weight ass family. Who you got? We'll be taking the winner of this matchup on next. Will it be Billy Mays and his cocaine-fueled joy and admiration for OxyClean? Or will it be the George Foreman Grill? Foreman Grill versus OxyClean. Ask family who you got. And now, we will find out what is the greatest infomercial of all time. 
Will it be the shake weights or will it be OxyClean? OxyClean versus the shake weight. Ask family, you've been waiting for it all day. Who you got? Banana phone. I've got this feeling so appealing for us to get together and sing, sing. Ring, 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 ring. Banana phone. Ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, ding. Banana phone. It grows in bunches. I've got my hunches. It's the best, beats the rest. Cellular, modular, interactive, modular. Ring, 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 ring. Banana phone. Ping pong, ping pong, ping pong, ping. Banana phone. It's no baloney. It ain't a phony. My cellular, bananular phone. Oh my God. This, this is the craziest Mount Rushmore we've ever done. Ladies and gentlemen, the shake weight is your face of the Mount Rushmore of infomercials. Wow. Oh, man. We have lawyers on the big screen coming up next. Uh, we'll try to do it Friday. If not, we'll definitely do it Monday. That is going to do it for us today. Ask family, thank you so much for being here, for participating. Be safe out there. Remember, every room you walk in is better. Why? Because you are in there. So until tomorrow, Ask family, adios and enjoy your hump day. Baby, since you left me, there's somebody new She thinks I'm perfect, I swear She likes my body, my class, and my charm She says I've got a confident air She respects my ambition, thinks I'm talented too But she's in love with an image time is bound to see through
things I'm perfect and that I love that cat. Oh, but you know me better than that. Guess what day it is? Law enforcement is outside waiting to arrest him.